Revelation 4 verse 11 says this, you created everything and it is for your pleasure that they exist and were created. This morning I want to ask the question, what makes God smile? And I'm going to start off by telling you one of my stories. And I love this story. It's one of sport's most interesting moments. And it came in the 1870s when a Scotsman went to America to promote a new game, which was called golf. Remember, it's the 1870s. To publicise the effort, his company arranged a demonstration with the then president, Ulysses S. Grant, the great Civil War hero. And Grant watched curiously as the golfer, as he called himself, carefully placed the ball on his little wooden peg, which he called a tee. The Scotsman now, well, he really wanted to impress the president with this new game. So he took an extra hard swing with the club, which is not a good idea if you know golf. The club hit the turf, dirt flew everywhere and everything, including President Grant's beard, was covered full of tufts of grass and soil. Then the dust settled. When, the, when it had cleared, the ball was still there on the tee, totally unmoved. Again, the Scotsman, trying even harder this time, swung his club and again he missed the president waited patiently through six more tries. Finally, Grant gave a big sigh. And then he said quietly to the producer, the promoter, shall I say, there does seem to be a fair amount of exercise in this new game, but I failed to see the purpose of the ball. When we think about it, doesn't that illustration describe a lot of people's lives today? Tons and tons and tons of energy and action, but not a lot of purpose. And I'm sure for many of us, life is a bit of a merry-go-round. Basically the same old, same old, same old, day after day after day. And sometimes I'm sure we feel like the proverbial hamster racing around and around on our wheel, doing a hundred miles an hour, but going nowhere. Is there a better way? Can life, real life, have direction and purpose as well as busyness? I have called this message today, Seeking the Smile. And today we are exploring the Bible answer to the question, what is my purpose in life? And can I say this morning, the Bible is very clear about it. It tells us in the scripture that I started the, the message of today with, and it's in Revelation 4 and 11, and I'll say it again now, you, that's God, created everything. And it is with, for your pleasure that they, that is us, exist and were created. Now, if you've got it in your Bibles, I want you to circle for your pleasure. You see, we were made for the pleasure of God. 
We were created to bring God pleasure. So today, if we want to know why we're here on this earth, if we want to know why we're alive, if we want to know why we take the next breath that we take, it's because God made us to enjoy us. Not for our benefit, for his benefit. We were made to bring pleasure to God. That's why we're here. And until we understand that, we don't understand life. The Bible says in Psalm 149 verse 4, the Lord takes pleasure in his people. Now, for those of us who are parents, when we watch our children, don't we get that great sense of pleasure by just watching what they do and what they say? I know in, my, in their time, my kids have made me smile, even laugh because of the things that they have said and done. Now that reminds me of a story which I love. And it's the last day of school before the holidays started. And as you know, the kids, they bring presents for their teacher. Now the florist's son, he brought a teacher a big bouquet of flowers. The confectioner's son, he brought a box of chocolates. The grocer's son, he brought, well, he brought a big tin of biscuits. The wine merchant's son, he brought this big heavy box. The teacher lifted it up and noticed that it was leaking a bit. So she touched the wet bit with her finger and tasted it. Is it wine? She said. No, said the boy. She tasted it again. Is it Prosecco? No, he said. She tasted another drop. Is it champagne? No, said the boy. It's a puppy. Friends, kids can really make us smile. Well, the same is true of our Heavenly Father. He takes pleasure in watching us. God literally made us. I made you and I will enjoy you, he says. We were made to bring pleasure to God. That is our number one purpose in life, to get God's smile. How difficult is it to smile? Smile and the world smiles with you, they say. The world somehow always looks brighter behind a smile, they say. Once someone once said, I always start the day with a smile and get it over and done with. They say a smile is an inexpensive way to improve your looks, they say. So this morning, have we ever considered what actually makes God smile? Probably most of us haven't even given any thought to that. And from listening to people talk, it seems as if so many don't seem aware of God's smile on and in their lives. Even Christians, so much of the time, seem to be living without any indication of God's smile on their daily lives. Today, we may be at that point in our life where we feel that he has probably forgotten about us. Never mind smile or even worse, that he's been frowning at us. Well, friends, scripture says that God does indeed smile. 
So we need to think about what actually makes God smile upon us today. And then live in such a way that his smile will be more evident in our daily experiences and lives. Let's see what we can find in scripture that answers these questions for each and every one of us. Now, David in the Psalms, I want to start with David, and in the Psalms, he always trying to find ways to please the Lord. And more importantly, to make sure that the Lord was pleased with him. In Psalm 119, verse 135, David is praying and he's saying this, teach me, O Lord, to follow your decrees. Then I will keep them to the end. Give me understanding and I will keep your law and obey it with all my heart. Direct me in the path of your commands, for there I find delight. The Message Bible says it this way, and I love this. It says this, smile on me, your servant. Teach me the right way to live. In these few verses, David is concerned about the right way to live. A way that is going to please God. And he goes on to say later in the psalm, I cry rivers of tears because nobody is living by your book. David was definitely one person who felt the smile of God on his life because he was said to be a person after God's own heart. So this morning, I want to give you a few thoughts, thoughts that may cause God to smile on upon us and upon our lives. Firstly, God putting God first. God smiles on our lives when we love him with all our hearts and friends put him first in our lives. I once heard a preacher say that he can tell how much you love God by just looking at your check stubs and your diaries. So many Christians, they live on the fringe of what God wants them to be and to do. I'll just go to church enough and keep my partnership active, they say. I'll just do enough to satisfy the basic requirements, they say. I'll just do enough to, to the bare minimum to get by, they say. Well, David says in Psalm 42 verse 1, As the deer pants for the streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. David is saying that as the deer thirsts for the life-giving water, in the same way, I thirst for you in my life, O Lord. You see, the water for a deer is its first priority. It's its, that's its overwhelming drive each day. And David really felt this priority in his relationship with God. It wasn't a casual kind of relationship. In many of the Psalms, you can see the intensity of David's relationship with God and that he was not a person who was satisfied with the bare minimum. He wasn't a minimum person spiritually. Friends, let's not just do the bare minimum. I know making God number one in our lives is not necessarily an easy thing to do. I understand that because I know many things come to crowd out our commitments to him. 
We have to decide to follow Jesus. We have to decide to not allow the cares of our life to crowd him out. We may not always feel like going to church. I understand that. We may not even be, we may even be out of the habit of going. We may not feel like making the tough choices when someone else is calling us for our attention. We may prefer to do something else. Friends, I want to ask us this morning, figure out what will please God in our lives and then do it on a daily basis. Enoch walked with God on a daily basis. And do you know what? It became his lifestyle. Friends, put God first. Let it become our lifestyle and then watch his smile on us and on our lives. Secondly, God smiles when we trust him completely. There's a saying that a person who smiles when things go wrong is a person who's clocking off his shift at work. Psalm 147 verse 11 says, The Lord delights in those who fear him, in those who put their hope, or to say, put their trust in his unfailing love. Proverbs 3, 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. Trusting God completely means having faith that he knows what's best for our lives. This one is another tough one to put into practice. I understand that. Some people will say, oh yes, I trust God completely. Some people will say, yes, God's in control. And it wouldn't be so bad if they actually believed it. This morning, can I say that God smiles when we say God is in control, full stop. That shows that we still feel the same way when trouble comes our way, when the pressure is on us, when things are going a bit out of control. God is in control, full stop. Now I know it's tough on us when nothing goes right. I like the story of the young man who was learning to be a paratrooper. Before his first jump, he was given these instructions. Jump when you are told, count to 10, and pull the ripcord. In the unlikely event that your parachute doesn't open, pull the emergency ripcord. When you get down, the truck will be there to take you back to the camp. So the young man, he memorized these instructions and, and climbed aboard the plane. The plane climbed to 10,000 feet and the men began to jump out of the plane. Then the young man was told to jump, he jumped. He then counted to 10 and pulled the ripcord. Nothing happened. His chute failed to open. So, so he pulled the emergency ripcord. Nothing happened. No parachute. Great, he said. And now I suppose the truck won't be there when I get down either. For the Christian, God smiles on us when we are consistent in our trust Day in, day out. Good times, bad times. 
rain or shine. Today, I want to ask you a question. What area of our lives do we need to trust God more completely in? Because trusting, you know, friends, trusting is an act of worship and doing it will make God smile. Thirdly, God smiles when we obey him wholeheartedly. Have we ever had God nudge us, you know, dig us in the ribs to do something that we just didn't want to do? How about this? Have we ever argued with God and asked him to change something around so that we only did the parts that we feel comfortable with? I know I have. How about this? Have we put off doing what we know we should be doing in our lives until next week, next month, or even next year? I have. Do you know what it's been said? That delayed obedience is really disobedience. The thing is, we never think of it that way. How many times do we treat the commands of God like a smorgasbord, a collection of food dishes? Yes, I have been to Ikea. I know that word. We say we choose the gatto, but we don't like the spinach. We don't want the spinach. We want to cherry pick and choose the commands of God that we obey. We ask God to bless us, but we are not willing to live like he tells us. We say, yes, we'll come to church, but we don't tithe. We say we read our Bibles, but we won't forgive that person who hurt us. We say we want to worship God, but we don't like the music. Have we ever thought that an act of obedience is an act of worship? We just never think of it that way. Psalm 119 verse 33 says, Teach me, O Lord, to follow your decrees, then I will keep them to the end. Jesus himself says in John 14, If you love me, you will keep my commands. Friends, God smiles on us when we are quick to do what he asks us to do. Fourthly, God smiles when we praise him. Praise him and thank him continuously. Thankfulness to God is a recognition that God in his goodness and his faithfulness has provided for us and cares for us. Thankfulness from, all, from us is a recognition that we are totally dependent on him and that all that we have and all that we are comes from him. So why do we have so much difficulty thanking God? We ask him to bail us out of our problems. And when he does, we don't give him that time necessary. Busy, 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 busy lives. We have places to go. We have people to see. We have things to do. Sorry, God. Don't need any help right now. I know where you are when I want you. I like this story of this man who lived in Budapest. Or Budapest. 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 The man kept going to his rabbi and complaining. Life is unbearable. There are nine of us living in one room. I can't stand it. What can I do? The rabbi answers, take your goat 
and put him in the same room as you all. My God, the man says. Yes, said the rabbi. Do as I say and come back in one week. A week later, the man comes back looking even more distressed than before. I cannot stand it. The goat, she stinks, she smells, she messes everywhere. She keeps going, hee-haw, hee-haw. The rabbi tells him to go back home and take the goat out of the room and come back a week later. The happy man returns a week later. Thank God, life is so beautiful. We enjoy every minute of it now that there's no goat. Friends, be thankful for all that you have. Psalm 69 verse 30 says, I will praise God's name in song and glorify him with thanksgiving. This will please the Lord more than an ox, more than a bull with its horns and hooves, or should I say more than a goat with its horns and hooves. The Message Bible tells us this, this way. Let me shout God's name with a praising song. Let me tell his greatness in a prayer of thanks. Why? For God, this is better than oxen on the altar, far better than blue ribbon bowls. Today, friends, learn to thank the Lord in advance for his answers to our prayers. And you know what this shows? This shows our faith in action. In the Old Testament, a lot of people showed their faith, praise and thanksgiving by building an altar and offering a sacrifice. Today, we don't offer animal sacrifices as they did in Old Testament times. But scripture tells us to continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of our lips that confess his name. Hebrews chapter 13. God smiles when we are generous with our thanks for what he has done. But more importantly, for what he is going to do. Fifthly and lastly, God smiles when we use our abilities. Psalm 37 verse 23 says, The steps of the godly are directed by the Lord. He delights in every detail of their lives. The New Century Version says it this way, When a man's steps follow the Lord, God is pleased with his ways. Many people today just live for themselves and their immediate families. But living for ourselves alone is not fulfilling God's purpose for why we are here on earth. Today we have been given talents and abilities, whatever they might be. And if they lie dormant, unused, untried, friends, they're being wasted. Friends, we have got to allow our abilities to emerge and be used, friends. Yes, used for others, for ourselves, for the kingdom of God. We must seek to find open doors and opportunities to serve others and then let God smile on us and on our lives. And one of the best ways to do this is to, is to I'm sorry, it's a bad word this, is to volunteer. Volunteer to do something for somebody else. Maybe something we have never done before. 
There's an old saying, find a need and fill it. It's a good way to make God smile. Find a need in the church and fill it. Maybe even start using those talents and abilities that we have. It doesn't have to be done perfectly at first. Just do it and God will help us to perfect it. Because I think God smiles on our availability more probably so than on our abilities. In conclusion, now I know these five thoughts are not necessarily the easiest thing to put into practice, especially when we have a lot of demands placed on us all of the time. As I said, busy people we are. These five thoughts take a level of commitment that we may not have right now. And I understand that. My job today is to tell you that God smiles when we begin to move in their direction. The direction of putting him first in our lives, maybe one day at a time. Trusting him completely in the good times and the bad times. Obeying him wholeheartedly, not partially. Praising and thanking him in advance and using our abilities willingly. These are the things, my friends, that make God smile. So today, may the Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you and the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. God bless you all this morning. Have a great day. <laughs>